Our reading and a, and a short meditation is from the uh, book of Exodus, chapter 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, the Lord, I did not make myself fully known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with a mighty axe of judgment, and I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. And then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with, uplifted, with an uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So in this passage, it's, uh, it reflects something of what we're actually going to do on, on Wednesday, which is the, the Passover Seder. The history of the Jewish people and the, and the nation of Israel is born out of an act of redemption. Other nations are founded by people sailing their ships and founding nations discovering them, etc., invading them, becoming free from his invaders. But the, 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 the Israelites, their base history is founded in an act of redemption. They were slaves. They were not a real nation. They had never owned territory. They had never had a functioning government. They didn't even know who God was. And yet... With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, God is going to redeem them. Here, we actually get the, the introduction where God introduces himself, where he says, uh, I am the Lord. Ani Adonai, or Hashem, yud Hey vav Hey, where God says, I, I spoke to the patriarchs before, but the way that they knew me was El Shaddai, right? which we translate here as God Almighty which is not the literal meaning of the text. Anyone know what the word El Shaddai actually means? Am I allowed to say it on camera? <laughs> no. Uh, in, in the body, uh, a shad is a breast. Uh, El Shaddai literally means God is my breast. And in fact, what's really strange about uh, uh, the anatomy in Hebrew is that a fair bit of the anatomy is female, right? Zalvot, zalvot, you know, um, these kinds of uh, things. But there are other aspects of the body that are masculine, including breasts. They are shadaim, they're not shadot. 
and uh, which is a bit strange. Uh, the most feminine thing on a female body happens to be masculine. But it is one way that God identified himself to the patriarchs, to a community that didn't have a land. Like he wasn't calling himself the God of Israel. He was El Shaddai. God is my breast. And uh, in the Psalms, chapter 8, uh, David writes, From the mouth of nursing infants and babes, you have ordained praise. And um, the words there for infant, uh, the olal, olal in Hebrew is a word that you say for a, a, a small baby who is yelling and screaming. Like, for example, small children who have filled their uh, diapers, they, they, they do one thing. They tell you about it until you come and fix it. And uh, you even actually can say in modern Hebrew, you know, if someone's really yelling at you, like, Ma'olatamameni, what are you demanding from me? Right? It's a, it's a demand idea. And David says, you know, as, as children, we can demand from God. What does it mean to demand from God? Does it mean, Lord, you will do this for me and give me a big house? No. But you say things like, Lord, I don't understand why the world's in a mess. Tell me. Lord, I don't know why I'm here in Egypt. Help me. Lord, I don't understand why I can't seem to get into university. Help. You, can, you, you, have, that, you have that right to be able to go to God and say, Lord, Lord, I, I really need some help in a strong way. The other way that uh, David describes the babies, the very next word is tinok, from the verb linuk, which means to suck. And what do babies do? They suck all the goodness and the nutrients from their mother. And that's how we also need to be with God. The patriarchs, they, they, they got everything good from God. Instruction, they got blessing, they got the Holy Spirit, they got angels, they got promises, they got a covenant. They got everything. And we have exactly the same access to all of those through, uh, through faith. And the Jewish people, are, they start their journey with God when they don't know him. So he introduces himself. Ani Adonai, I am the Lord, and I'm coming to, to, to save my people. So the first, uh, the, the way that the Jewish people first understand, or back then the Hebrew people first understand God, is through an act of redemption. And that's exactly the same way we do too. The, 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 the church... We're called to be a holy people. How do we become a holy people? Become a holy people because we were redeemed by Jesus. It's the same, same theology. We were knitted together as a people by an act of redemption. And here in this passage, God says a few things. I will. I will take you as my people. I will bring you into a land. I will inherit you and you'll be my possession. And I will give you uh, the, the, the land of Israel. Those four I wills are represented in Passover in the four cups of wine. So when we have Passover, the actual Exodus story does not include wine. It's a modern tradition that we do today. Why are there four? Where they get the number four from? from? One of the sources for these four promises. When God first revealed himself, said, I'm going to do this. 
And, uh, and, and so this, the, the, the Hebrew people who had never experienced God before, their first taste of who he is was in a complete act of redemption. So when God introduces himself at Mount Sinai, the first thing he says is, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. It's his calling card. And many times in the scriptures, God reveals himself through what he has done. And if we're honest, that is the way we also experience God, through what he has done. And every single one of you could tell me something about what God has done in your life. And that's the way we need to honor the Lord, by, reminding, uh, by remembering what he has done, and then uh, knowing that that is his character, and then trying to mimic it. So we also want to introduce people to the Lord, who is a redeemer, who keeps his promises, who remembers his covenant. And what does it mean to remember? If, if it says, I have remembered my covenant with the Israelites, does that mean God forgot? Does that mean God, you know, no. God put Abraham uh, in, the, in, in Egypt and then 400 years later, God's like, wow, there's a lot of them down there. Who are those people? No, I don't recognize them. Really, they're Israelites? I didn't know that. Uh, no, it's when God remembers, God does an action. Memory in Hebrew is always linked to action. What does Jesus say at Passover? Do this to remember me. It's not that you're going to forget, but you do something as a memory aid. So doing is incredibly actually important in, uh, in both uh, Jewish tradition and in Christianity. And so uh, even just doing this morning prayer, the physical idea of getting before the Lord, reminding ourselves of the journey that we're on, knowing we know that there's a resurrection coming. But if we don't do anything, we may actually forget. And then we'll do nothing. 